This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. So Bernie Sanders announced this week that he's running for president again. He released a video on YouTube to make the announcement. Here's why he says he's running for president. Together, you and I and our 2016 campaign began the political revolution. Now it is time to complete that revolution and implement the vision that we fought for. So Bernie Sanders wants to complete his political revolution. Revolution, that's an interesting choice of words. A socialist proposing a revolution. I often say words have meaning. So what does revolution actually mean? Well, dictionary.com defines revolution as, quote, an overthrow or repudiation and the thorough replacement of an established government or political system by the people governed. A radical and pervasive change in society and the social structure, especially one made suddenly and often accompanied by violence. Well, that's ugly. Maybe there's another definition. Uh, Merriam-Webster.com says, quote, a fundamental change in political organization, especially the overthrow or renunciation of one government or ruler and the substitution of another by the governed. So Bernie Sanders is running for president so he can complete the thorough replacement of an established government or political system. Well, our political system is defined by the Constitution of the United States of America. That document explains how our political system works. It organizes the powers of the government and is based on the principles of classical liberalism that our founders had studied and refined in the 1700s. Now, when a senator like Bernie Sanders is sworn into office, he must take the oath of office. Let me read that oath to you. Quote, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that it will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter, so help me God." Bernie Sanders has taken that oath eight times as a representative in Congress and three times as a senator. He has promised to support and defend the Constitution a total of 11 times. And now he says he wants to have a revolution. He wants to thoroughly replace the same political system he promised to support and defend. He promised to be faithful to the Constitution. He now wants, quote, the overthrow of one government and the substitution of another. You can't have it both ways. You can't call for a political revolution and say you are protecting the established governmental system at the same time. Words have meaning. By calling for a revolution, he has, by definition, violated his oath of office, the same oath he has sworn at least 11 separate times. By definition, Bernie Sanders' campaign announcement has made him a domestic enemy of the Constitution itself. Let me read to you the definition of another word. Treason. 
the offense of attempting by overt acts to overthrow the government of the state to which the offender owes allegiance. Bernie Sanders owes allegiance to this country. He has sworn allegiance to it at least 11 times. His YouTube video is an overt act, a very open and public call for a revolution. Ask yourself, what does that make him? He is hoping to get one million people to help him enact, quote, a radical change in society in a way that Dictionary.com says is often accompanied by violence. Okay, but maybe that's not what Bernie really meant. He's a 77-year-old white guy. Surely he can't be advocating violence. Surely he's not running for the office of the President of the United States by calling for the destruction of the document that created the office of the President of the United States in the first place, right? Right? I mean, he's a socialist, not a Nazi, right? Okay, maybe that's a bad example, since Nazi means National Socialist. But still, Bernie can't be a bad guy. He can't be in favor of an actual revolution, right? Well, think back. Is there any other socialist in history you can think of who called for a revolution? I can think of a few. Start at the beginning. Karl Marx, the father of socialism, called for a socialist revolution. He believed it would be workers all over the world rising up in a violent overthrow of the governments they were under, an international revolution. That's what the father of socialism thought. Then in Russia, Lenin actually started a socialist revolution. It wasn't international. His revolution was constrained to Russia, but it was violent. Wow, was it violent. In the end, millions died under the Soviet Socialist Revolution. How about Mao's Socialist Revolution in China? Yep, that was pretty violent. But it was also effective at creating the thorough replacement of an established government or political system. An added bonus, millions more died in the process. Let's come a little closer to home. Fidel Castro's Socialist Revolution in Cuba. It was violent. It was also a complete overthrow of one government and the substitution of another. Or how about Chavez's socialist revolution in Venezuela? This was another socialist revolution, but this one was accomplished at the ballot box rather than the battlefield. It was a democratic socialist revolution, probably more like the revolution Senator Sanders is currently envisioning. But just because the Venezuelan socialist revolution didn't require a civil war to make it happen doesn't mean it's been without violence. We simply don't know how many Venezuelans have been killed by the socialist government's security forces. Or worse, through starvation because of what that successful revolution has done to the country. Now, Bernie won't point to the Soviet Union or China or Cuba or Venezuela as his examples of what he envisions when he says socialism. He won't pay attention to those realities because he has convinced himself those places simply did socialism wrong. Instead, he points to Scandinavia, Sweden, Norway, Denmark. Those are the places that he has in mind. The 77-year-old white man running for the Democrat Party presidential nomination wants to make America more like Northern Europe. Gosh, I, I wonder why he had such a difficult time winning over minority voters in 2016. Anyway, 
The problem with those examples are threefold. One, all of those nations have very homogenous populations, so it's quite a leap of faith to believe the policies that work in those countries would work in, say, Houston, where 84 different languages are spoken. And that's just one city in a nation that spans an entire continent. Two, all of them are dependent upon the United States for their security economic output to create a military that could protect them from invasion. Too much of their money is having to go to pay for the socialist utopia, and so they aren't even capable of maintaining their own defense. We do that for them. Three, and here's the dirty little secret, they aren't actually socialist. Yes, they do have single-payer health care and free education for all, but they are capitalist economies that simply tax the living daylights out of their citizens. For example, Sweden takes more than 60% of the income of its citizens out of every paycheck, and they don't just tax their richest citizens. No, they tax everyone. Bernie Sanders says he wants the top 1% of Americans to pay their fair share. Well, we actually tax our highest earners more than Sweden does. So either Bernie Sanders doesn't know what socialist actually means, or he doesn't understand how those Scandinavian countries actually work, or he is actually trying to fool you. But the real problem isn't just Bernie Sanders. The real problem isn't that he's trying to fool you today. The real problem is he has fooled too many Americans already. Since his campaign in 2016, many of the socialist ideas he was promoting have now been adopted by the plethora of other Democrats running for president. People like Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker are calling for illogical and un-American ideas like free health care and college education and universal basic incomes. And the reason they are adopting those ideas isn't because the ideas are good. No, they, they've adopted those ideas into their campaigns because the ideas polled well among the Democrat primary voters. They polled well within a subset of Americans who have already been fooled and are now demanding that their leaders adopt platforms that will continue to fool them all the way to the White House. Bernie Sanders has called for a revolution in violation of his oath of office. He seeks to replace the ideas that this country was founded upon, the classical liberal ideas that we are all granted inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness with a new set of socialist ideas that include the rights to free health care, free college, and free income for all. Those two sets of ideas can't exist at the same time. You can't have life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and free health care, free college, and free income coexist because in order to give something to someone for free, you first have to take it away from someone else. The only way to give someone free health care is to take someone else's liberty away. That's why socialism requires revolution. It can't exist in a free society. So the free society must be overthrown usually through violence. And only fools would hope for that to occur. Don't be fooled.
Calling for a revolution is a treasonous act, and all socialist revolutions lead to death and destruction every single time they are tried. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe either on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so at my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory.